This is a Monty moment. I'm Johnny Montabano. As we get you ready for week 13, yes, week 13 in the National Football League, the first football in, De- in December as we come down the stretch of this National Football League season. But before we get you ready for week 13, we have to talk about this big firing that happened earlier this week. Panthers did fire Frank Reich, their head coach, after a 1-10 start. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm surprised that I'm not surprised by this. I'm surprised that it happened so quick. I thought they would give him the full year, but it's just gotten to be so bad there in Carolina. Uh, not only just one in 10, but just nothing has gone right for them this year. So Frank Reich, the second straight year, by the way, that the Panthers have fired their head coach in season, almost some, almost unheard of right there in Carolina. But special teams coach Chris Tabor will be will serve as the intern for the, head, for the rest of the season, while offensive coordinator Thomas Brown will assume playing calling duties with help from senior assistant Jim Caldwell. Now, earlier in the year, we did read about the fact that Reich did turn over play calling duties to Thomas Brown, but three weeks later, Reich took back those play calling duties. And it, again, it's just been a mess there in Carolina. You know, they, they went all in to get the number one pick, trading DJ Moore and other picks to move up eight spots with the Bears for Bryce Young. And obviously that has not worked out well. Now, I'm not going to jump to the conclusion or say that that Bryce Young has been a bust right now. Uh, he has not played well, but he's also not had a lot of help. You know, they're, they're not running the football well. They're not protecting Bryce Young well. We know Young is a little bit undersized, but that's really – it's more about the fact that he hasn't had that he hasn't made good decisions. Again, if he can't run the football, that puts a lot of pressure on the rookie QB. And, you know, offensive lines throughout football – throughout the NFL this year, the offensive lines have just been a mess – league-wide. I think that's part of the reason why we've seen scoring down so much, because I don't care who you are. There's very few quarterbacks that can play in this league without an offensive line. But, you know, it's it's just a mess there in Carolina. And again, they don't have their first round pick this year. Um, they're, you know, they're 30 and 63 since 2017, which is the, which is the last time they made the playoffs. Uh, they are the only team to rank this season in the bottom five in points per game on offense and points per game allowed on defense. And their offensive and defensive efficiency each ranked thirtieth. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. You know, do they do they give up on on young experiment after one year? You know, when you trade that much to get uh, to move up and get your franchise quarterback, and it fails like this, it's the kind of thing that can set your franchise back 10, 15 years. And, you know, the only team I could think about right now that's actually survived without you know their first round pick being a success and trading so much for him is the 49ers, what they did with Trey Lance. You know, remember, they traded three picks to get him, and we saw what those three picks have been with uh, Miami when they moved up, but they seem like they haven't missed a beat. You know, they got Mr. Irrelevant turned relevant Bryce, uh, I should say, uh, Mr. Irrelevant turned turned relevant uh, there in San Francisco and Brock Purdy, and it's turned out to be great for them. You know, it also helps. They have, do have a running back. They have a line. They have a defensive front. They've got great playmakers there too and great head coaching, but still, I mean, you don't get this right with a with a team like Carolina. This is a team that could set them. This is a situation that could set them back for years. And when you look at the draft order for a second, because that seems to be a big thing, especially local locally in the New York markets. You know, I'm a Giants fan. We have people on the network that are Jets fans. You look at the draft order now as we enter Week 13, and right now it's Carolina who has the number one pick, but that pick got traded to the Bears, so the Bears actually own the first pick. The Cardinals are second. The Patriots are third. The Bears are fourth. So the, the Bears have the first and the fourth pick. And the interesting thing with that would be, would they actually take a QB with their first pick or would they actually take somebody like a Marvin Harrison receiver and then go for the QB at four? Obviously, this is something we can have plenty of discussion about in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, you know, now Carolina, 
doesn't have an option unless they want to go all out again and trade whatever capital they have and move back up. I don't see them doing that, though. But just a mess there in Carolina. But the thing with the draft order, too, is, and it kind of ties into my Giants for a second, who right now six, sit in the sixth order there at four and eight. I mean, look, here's the thing with the Giants. Uh, the Giants are not taking a quarterback. You know, all the talk has been, oh, the Giants, you know, are they losing? Are they losing by winning these games and, you know, ruining their chances at a QB? The Giants are not taking Caleb Williams or Drake May. All right, let's just get this out of the way right now. I mean, this team is too talented to be losing games. Yes, I know the rest of their schedule is tough at coming off their bye week. I know that technically they are in the hunt. If you've seen the uh, graphics on some of these TV shows, that they are still in the hunt. Look, it's been a tough year for the Giants. I don't put any of this on the coach, though. All right? I mean, first off, this team has been – I know every team goes through injuries, but this team now has lost – both their starting and backup quarterback. They have had a mess on the offensive line this year. Their best receiver is hurt. Their running back has been in and out of the lineup. Their defense has been shoddy. I mean, I know they're getting great play again from Kayvon Thibodeau, but their defense is still a mess. The offensive line's a mess, which we talked about. Uh, and their schedule is brutal. I mean, let's just be totally honest. You know, I know we took advantage. Look, we took advantage of a bad schedule yes, last year. We've got some talent on this team. Uh, we've got great coaching, but the schedule is brutal. That's what it comes down to. So the Giants were never going to be in a position to take a quarterback with the first or the second or the third pick this year. And you know what? Maybe one thing you're learning out of this year is they still possibly have Daniel Jones for one more year at $40, $40 million, and then they could get out of it. But they do have a Tommy DeVito who can serve as a backup for this team next year. So we'll find out what happens there. I mean, also, I mean, you've got – you also have to worry about the fact that the Giants, that they're going to be teams that are going to trade up above them to get a QB or a wide receiver. Now, ultimately, I love Marvin Harrison, but there are also other wide receivers. Let's also remember, too, the Giants drafted Jalen Wright in the third round from Tennessee last year, and he's, he's turning out to be almost a steal. So I, I, that's what I would go with. So to all my Giant friends and fans and people in the media that are saying that, oh, the Giants are losing by winning, no, they're not. All right, let's just, let's just put it right there. But let's focus – the Giants are off this week, so we can celebrate the fact that we won two games in a row, and they'll be back in action in week 14, and they still have a very challenging last five or six games. So let's just put it by that, but let's enjoy that, and let's get to the week 13 slate here in the NFL, which actually starts with kind of an interesting one on Thursday Night Football. We've got an Al Kirk and Kaylee special on Amazon as the Seattle Seahawks head to AT&T Stadium to take on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, who are playing very, very well right now. I mean, you've got to be fair. The Cowboys are laying nine points at home. And, you know, this is an unusual game because both teams are entering a Thursday night game on regular rest. But it's also another favorable matchup for the Cowboys in this one. And you look at the Seahawks side here. Seahawks look like they're starting to fade. Now, I know Geno Smith's dealing with the elbow issue, the tricep issue. Kenneth Walker III is still hurt. Uh, as of th- this recording, he has still not practiced, so it does not look favorable that he's going to return to the lineup. And like I said, the Cowboys are riding a three-game winning streak. They've not lost at home this year. They're putting up points at a premium, especially against weaker competition. I mean, look, you can only you can only uh, play the teams that are on your schedule. You know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I just talked about the Giants a second ago um, from last year. I'm not going to you know poo-poo what the, the Cowboys are doing, but I mean. You know, you've got to be fair. Dak Prescott is playing his best football of his career almost. I'm not going to jump up to the MVP conversations like some people have had, but 
You know, he just he's coming off his third game with four touchdowns this season. They've got Deron Bland, who had another pick six against the Commanders on Thanksgiving night, his record fifth pick six of the season. So they've been on an, abs- an absolute rampage this year. You know, they've covered five of their last six games against the spread. They're winning games in blowout fashion. The Seahawks, to me, are step-up in competition, but the Cowboys' third-ranked defense, I think, is going to cause Seattle a lot of trouble on the road. And, again, you know, Dak Prescott's playing great. I don't see the Cowboys slowing down in this one. I think they slow down to the fact that they maybe only score 30, but I think that's enough to win and cover this game. I think they win this game, say, 30-18. to So my first pick for week number 13 is going to take, be able is going to take the Cowboys minus the nine, and I know that's kind of a big number to lay at home here against a, kind of a better team that they face in Seattle. But Seattle's too hurt and starting to fade for me to think that they're going to be able to cover this one. I don't think they even come close. I think that's that the Cowboys win by two scores. So that's what I'm going to take here to start week number thirteen in the NFL. Start of a big week here. You know, we end November. That's how we're going to end November with this game. But we're going to ring in December with a ton of football, both on the college ranks and the pros. So coming up this week on the Monty Moment and on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we will discuss the penultimate college football playoff rankings and preview the five biggest conference championship games with Zan Bando from the MMA Outsiders, also does some work, uh, does some writing for the Big Ten Conference. So he will join me on Thursday to discuss the CFP rankings, the big games, and what happens as a result, because I'll tell you what, you know, the college football playoff situation right now is absolutely insane coming down the stretch with eight teams for four spots. So Zan will join me on Thursday, and then Zan and I and everybody from the ETB network will be back with you on Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern to preview the entire week 13 slate on Football Friday presented by Wolf Spreads. Again, that comes your way Friday at noon. So a lot of football here as we end November, ring in December, and and come down the stretch of 2023. For more, make sure to like us on Facebook and Twitter at GameOnETB. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MontabanoNY. Of course, please check out our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash ETB Network, where if you like our Monty Moments and all of our content, leave us a like. If you're new, hit that subscribe button. And, of course, make sure to ring that notification bell so you know when all of our content is going to be coming out. You can also check out our website at etbpodcast.com for more information about Game On, about our talent, and about all the shows here on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network, including a possible update to Game On coming on in 2024. Stay tuned for that. And, of course, if you cannot watch us, you can listen to us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, on the go, whether that's ACAST, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, we are there for you. So I will see you on Thursday and Friday as we end November and welcome in December. This has been a Monty Moment, and I'm Johnny Montalbano.